So the other day, my friend texted me, sent me a message about something that was said to her about her kid. And that's not really my story to tell, but she did ask for my thoughts and advice on it. So, as always, I offered it up in spades, but not without some reflection and consideration on my part, and it led down this rabbit hole of thought, and that rabbit hole of thought was, how often do we set a plan or a goal for our kids that's less broad than a good person, to be happy, to get them to 18, like, whatever it is, I don't think we narrow it down enough, and... I've long kind of held the thought that management books are a great resource for learning about people and how to work with people, talk to people, deal with the people, blah, blah, blah. And when it comes to having a kid, I don't, it's so, like, we've, we've developed these things in society where, like, we're not allowed to have certain thoughts or think, think certain things or we get, things get demeaned or thought negatively about or whatever because... Like, raising your kid, you're just supposed to do this thing and be happy or, you know, try to make their best life or whatever it is. And so, as my friend asked me this question about her daughter and I started processing it, I started to come up with this concept of us, our kids being a soup, and we are an ingredient in that soup. And as I expressed it to her, kind of re-paraphrasing it up, but our kids are going to be an ingredient from a good teacher, a bad teacher, a good interaction, a bad interaction, a good grandparent, a bad grandparent, a friend they meet, how that friend treats them, uh, how that friend treats them in five years after they meet them, and expectations, and, you know, if you're in a fun little love story or something about the boy or girl that meets them in a bar or says something kind to them or whatever. And on that note, uh, I was going on a run last night, and... There was a girl who I wouldn't know ever, I don't think I knew who she was then, who gave me a compliment in ninth grade. And the compliment was, uh, and it was so weird and random because I was just sitting on the stage being this weird, awkward person that I am and was and just kind of trying to get through the day to get home. And she just kind of like hopped up and said, you're going to be really good looking when you get older. And it felt like kind of a hit in the moment. But it was just this weird random thing that's always stuck with me. And it was just like a weird kindness, a weird something that just made me feel good then and honestly still makes me feel good today. And this was in ninth grade. like, And I just never forgot this weird, random, nice, random thing said to me. Again, I don't know what the intention was. I wouldn't know this person. I didn't know who she was then. I don't know who she is now. And it was just a weird niceness. But all these little ingredients in our soup matter. And if we're lucky, and this is kind of the point of this, if we're lucky, we may get one ingredient in that soup. And it might be ego or overclassification of our parenting or whatever, but we get to choose what that ingredient is. And going back to the thing about uh, management books is, to have that ingredient, we have to have the focus on what we want that ingredient to be. And we don't, I don't think we tend to say that in a condensed way or think about it in that way. And again, I don't know if it's not thinking about it, overthinking about it, or just assuming like we're just supposed to have them, get them to 18, set them loose, and boom, that's it. Like we've done our job. But like having a mission statement 
for our parenting or a singular goal of where of what we want to that contribution to be and i think maybe i I don't know if that's ego or not going in there that we even will have that one but if we focus on something if we can boil this down to a certain something that we're aiming for i think that'll also help throughout our daily interactions with our kid if what we're saying or doing is in alignment just like with a company with a mission statement in alignment with that goal and too often i think it just gets too big too broad too hard to i have to help you with math english get you to your dance class your baseball game you're this you're that whatever and it's just like boom 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 or i i'm supposed to do this or they should learn a foreign language or they could do this or they like they got to get to the best college at five years old and who knows what college looks like by the time they're 18 and it's all these things and we're like trying to like just whack-a-mole all these things every day because we don't have a singular focus we don't know what our plan is with our kids other than to just get them to 18 and then like then we're free or we've done our job because we did x y or z or get them to 23 after they graduate or whatever it is and we just don't have that singular focus of the interactions we're having with them so as i talked about a little bit last time what what is my goal for my daughter and this is going to be an ongoing theme as i continue to pull this out and process it but all of my ills throughout my life have to do with insecurity and i decided after thinking it over and my friend asking questions of i've decided i want my daughter to be secure I want her to be able to make her own choices, be her own person. And when I did that, it allows me to, and again, hang up a reminder, create something that shows what it is you want. Like be Babe Ruth and call your shot and put it out there. Don't hide it. Don't sneak it into anything. I want my daughter to be secure in who she is. And I want her to make choices based on being a secure person and all the things like and then I could be like well I also want her to be kind and I hope she treats people on it but at the end of the day you can't do all of it nobody can do all of anything and nobody can create a I don't know a panacea of just the perfect whatever but if you have a goal in mind and if you can say to your kid when they're 40 like I just wanted you to be secure I just wanted you to be kind I just wanted you to grow up and be a lawyer whatever it is whether it's right or wrong good bad whatever but at least and no matter what happens around that because you'll be lucky to get it in but if you have a focus on this kind of one concept this one thing this one idea this one ideal this one goal you're more likely to accomplish it I mean that's why companies have mission statements so they can kind of keep a focus and a goal why would we do anything less for our kids and within that realm yes i want my daughter to be all these other things but i think that'll happen if i can have that goal or that purpose or that idea in mind of her being secure because again in my head and i won't ramble on about fully why i chose that but somebody who's secure doesn't treat And again, in my opinion, doesn't treat somebody poorly because they don't need to because they're secure in who they are. And I feel like people who are insecure are the ones treating other people badly because they're trying to, you know, build themselves up, make themselves look better, feel better. If they're secure, they don't need the acceptance of other people. If they're secure, they can make better choices. If they're secure, 
they can put their art out into the world and somebody knocks it, they can say, well, that's okay, that's your opinion. It has nothing to do with me. This is my art. Like 99% of people on the planet could hate it. And if 1% liked it, and this goes back to a Seth Godin thing from a long time ago, but like you need less than 1% of people in America to like your book to be a millionaire who's a successful bookseller. Like 99% of people cannot know who you are or hate you. And you're the one of the most successful writers ever. Like, so it, it's just this concept of having her having that security in place. And then what do I do around that? Like, if I'm yelling at her, that's knocking down her being secure in the future because now she's got this dad who's treating her this way or acting in this way. And if she makes a mistake, like, does it make her secure to berate her or tell her like, oh, you messed this up and blah, blah. No. So once you kind of have that idea in mind, once you have that goal, once you have that that end point that doesn't have an end point, there's no turning 18 and then setting her free or you stop trying to build that security in her, having that confidence for her or her to have for herself, again, based off the way she was treated or talked to or accepted in her own home or how somebody reacted, somebody being, you know, you, uh, reacted to something they said or did or how they did something. And if she does something wrong, it's not teaching you through punishment or berating you. That's not going to build security. That's going to create more animosity. That's going to create this bridge, this gap, this hole. So if I know what it is I want, if I know the ingredient I want to add to this soup that's going to be my daughter in the future, then my actions can move towards that. My thought process can move towards that. And it's less overwhelming. If I can just focus on one thing, if I can just say, how does this help me help my daughter be secure? How does this help me add that one ingredient into my daughter's soup that moves us forward? And then it takes a lot of pressure off trying to balance all these plates and do all this crazy, crazy stuff. If you can just know where you're going or trying to get to. And again, you might not make it, but at least you have a goal. Companies who put up mission statements don't always live by them, sometimes end up changing them, get a new CEO, situations change, blah, 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 and then they change and modify. And it's not to say you can't do that, but if you have that one purpose stated in your head, in your mind, and you know where you're trying to get to, and you know what ingredient you're trying to add into this soup, then you can have that focus and then you can start to dictate your actions around it. And then you can hope that you have that little bit of influence on your kid. And adding on to that, I had this, and I don't know where this stuff comes from. I get a lot of free time and, you know, I have a lot of processing of past interactions with my kid or how this went or that went, or if I overreacted, underreacted, if I could have said something different or better, if I should have said this or that, whatever. I really do way over process this stuff, which is you know, why I have a podcast. But as my brain was going over all the stuff, creating all these thoughts, these images, blah, 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 I started to think about, and I don't know where this came from, so that's why I'm kind of preferencing it. But it was like, I imagine an interview or a talk that I've heard in the past, no idea where or who, no idea where it came from. But I've heard in the past, like, a adult child or whatever, talking about their parent retroactively and just saying like, I know my dad had a good heart. He tried really hard. Or I can see now why my dad acted this way. And again, I say dad because me. Why my parent acted this way. 
because you know they're just under so much stress or now i see now the money problems they had or whatever and like in retrospect i understand my parent was a good person or in retrospect maybe they're not saying it exactly that way but that's how it's i hear it you know they were trying their best or they did their best or you know it's almost like as an adult we have to now kind of like puzzle together our childhood and our parents and what they were going through and what they didn't go through and how things happened or why they acted this way or you know why they did x y or z and i always try to be very transparent with my daughter i try to be as open as possible so that she knows and that she doesn't have to say retroactively oh i get now that my dad was a good person or i get now my dad was trying his best or now i see that because of everything that we were going through or he went through or x y or z happened and that's why this ended up now i see that he was actually a really good person it was just you know a lot of shitty stuff or whatever I want her to know now. I want her to understand now. I want her to see me call that shot. I want her to know what I what my intentions are as a parent. And I don't want her to retroactively have to look back or, you know, be an adult and piece together like, oh man, my dad really was doing the best he could with what he had or whatever. I want her to know that now. And so that when she gets older, when she if she chooses to become a parent or in a relationship or whatever it is that she kind of has that foundation without having to try to piece that together. And I'm sure she's going to have shit to deal with like we all do. But just to have that foundation of knowing, like, as a solid statement, she doesn't have to retroactively figure out if I was a decent dad or not. She doesn't have to try to piece it together. And if I'm not, I want to hear it from her now. I can change now. I can make adjustments. And I try to create an open dialogue with her where well, you did say this, or hey, you did raise your voice here. Why did you do it? Like, or if I raise my own voice, I say, I'm sorry I raised my voice. This is what happened, or this is why this reaction happened, or I said this wrongly, or whatever it is. So she's not trying to piece it together down the road. And maybe, you know, oh, my dad was way too open with me, or man, he never just let stuff go, because, you know, we're all trying to work and improve. But she'll also know that, and I just don't want it to be retroactive. I want her, I want us to be in the now doing this together as a team and it's not a power structure which again this could be my upbringing my midwest whatever but it just feels like it is a power structure it does feel like a hierarchy of i'm the parent you're the kid this is what and how it's going to happen because i'm the parent you're the kid and it just it's crazy that they don't have the autonomy or the 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 respect of understanding that they're people. I don't know. That's it's getting off track, but anyway. So the whole point is, the kids soup and what's the ingredient you have. And I would recommend honestly sitting down and thinking about what is it I want to contribute. What ingredient? If I can get one thing through to my kid, if I am lucky enough to have one lesson stick, one thought stick, one whatever it is, if I'm lucky enough to get that one thing through to my kid. And whether they know it now or 40 years from now, or whether it kicks in now or 20 years from now, that that ingredient is there and that foundational piece is there. What is it I want that to be? What is it I want my contribution to be? Because there's going to be a lot of ingredients thrown at them. There's going to be a lot of situations that you have no control over that you'll be absolutely not around for. I mean, as of right now, my daughter is in school from 7.50 till I pick her up at 4.45 after school, which kids plus blah, blah, blah. But it's 
all that time without me. And then I get a few short hours before bedtime. And I have a few, a couple hours before bedtime so she can function and do well during her day the next day. And so you get this small amount of time and all of this outside influence and what's happening in that couple of hours. What's my goal? And how am I going to spend that time with my daughter? So that's my uh, leave for today. That's my thought for today. And uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. This is season three, episode three of A Better Father. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. Thank you. Goodbye.